Welcome everyone to another episode of the Noodle Taku Gaming Podcast. I am Dennis, in case this is your first one. Hi, welcome. Um, and as usual, I am here with my guest Robin. Robin, how are you? How dare you call me your guest? No, that was a slip of the tongue actually. I'm, I'm so used to having guests on mm-hmm. No worries, no worries. I shall assume my guestly duties. <laughs> that's that's very weird because today it was to be you talking because we're here to talk about something that you're extremely excited for the new Am PlayStation I? Plus <laughs> uh, uh, tiers and subscriptions, the much rumored Spartacus. Um, Am I supposed I to be guess. excited for that? Apparently. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you are because some, someone has to be excited for that. I think everything about so-called Spartacus is an example of, you know, why insider culture is bad. Because <laughs> insiders would say, oh, Spartacus is a Game Pass competitor. And then, you know, you sit down and you think about it and you're like, no. Who, who told them that? Are you, I mean, are you making it is though. It is though, isn't it? Like, I mean, that's what it is though. Like, okay, it's not like... How, how do I explain this? Okay, first of all, the thing is, first of all, let's explain what... Let's, let's look at the before and what will be the after. Before, after. Mm. there was PlayStation Plus, which is, oh, your usual... You've got to pay to play online. And yeah, you get like two free games and stuff, but the main thing you're getting with PlayStation Plus is paying to play online, honestly. And then there was... PlayStation Plus was 10 bucks a month, 60 a year. Which is like, okay, yeah, fine. Mm. We, we've, we've known that. Paying for online is a scam, but like... It's... It's so normalized in the console space. And then there was PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now was ten was also ten bucks a month, five uh, sixty a year. And what PlayStation Now gave you was a library of games, downloadable PS4 games, as well as some emulated PS2 games. And PS3 games for streaming. That is what PS uh, Now gave. Robbie told me that you could download some PS Now games. Yeah, I said downloadable PS4 games. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the PS3 ones or PS2 ones could not be downloaded. PS2 so ones could be downloaded. It was just PS3 oh, okay. which was streaming. So PS2 and no, PS... no PS1. There was no PS1. No. So okay. that. So basically, it gave you. Basically, what Game Pass gives you. The difference was, of course, the quality of the games. You know, you wouldn't get day one uh, first-party PlayStation titles and stuff like that. You like Godfall. Godfall is not first-party, but Godfall never was anywhere on PS. Just in general, the quality of the service kind of reflected in the price because it was cheaper. It was. 60 a year which was five a month you can't get a, a yearly game pass game pass you can only get uh, per month so if you get ps now you are generally getting what you'd pay for and it was a cheaper service you'd get your games 
sometimes you get good games most times you wouldn't get anything as good as game pass so part of this spartacus thing is that people misunderstood that spartacus is supposed to be like uh, a competitor when really it's just the repackaging and if anything the there's a downside to it as well because now if you wanted only ps now and you never had ps plus you can't get that anymore like yeah if you only wanted the downloadable games but you never cared about playing online you can't do that anymore you have to get both so that's the negative the idea is that playstation now as a brand is so much weaker than playstation plus because PS now had less subs PlayStation Pluses but I don't know it's 40 or 50 million subs or something yeah cuz PS now what, what I know about PS now it was the streaming service thing yeah but so that, that's like the original thing I knew PS now was the streaming service yeah but it hadn't been it hasn't been streaming only for I think maybe four four years now maybe yeah, more exactly but but I mean like the brand as in like cuz that's yeah. even me who's like a hardcore gamer like Robbie had to tell me, "Oh no, it's actually other stuff as well." And I'm like, "Oh wow. Like that's just how bad that brand was handled in yeah. my opinion." So, part of so definitely the idea is get away from the branding of PS Now and just fold it all into PS Plus which has got 40, 50 million subs. And so they've divided it into tiers. Essential, extra, premium. Okay? Essential is basically the same PlayStation Plus as before. extra is PlayStation Plus but it includes the downloadable games only okay so this is also to their segue into introducing PS5 games for the first time so they never had PS5 games was only PS4 games i think okay so yeah that's extra then premium is where they are getting the streaming as well as the additional PS1, PS2 and PSP games. Wait, so which one is the normal PS Plus that was always existing? That's essential. That's essential, okay. Mm-hmm. That one the price is How much? The, the price is the same. Okay. Yeah, that's 10 monthly 60 yearly. Extra is going to be 15 monthly 100 yearly. So that's Game Pass Ultimate pricing. Actually, it's cheaper if you get it yearly because Game Pass Ulti- Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate you can't get in yearly bundles. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, if you get it yearly, it's basically the same as Game Pass normal. So, you get downloadable games and PS Plus. Then premium is 18 monthly 120 a year. What's what's so premium about premium? As I said, premium offers the streaming. Remember, extra doesn't offer streaming. So premium is where they are getting streaming as well as a uh, a back catalog of PS1, PS2 and PSP games, yeah, which will be offered Damn. There's a number missing there. <laughs> well, the streaming Valve would be proud the, of that number that's missing. The streaming is there. <laughs> But yeah. Oh, man. So okay. That's the the gist So I read it. I read a tweet. I didn't read the article. I did that thing where I didn't open the article. I was at work, okay? 
where Jim Ryan apparently said something about um, that the, the, the games will be of very high quality um, on, on the PS Plus premium. So what, what, what do you think he means by that? There are two things he said. First, the first thing he said is that when we launch it, we're going to have like lots of high quality publishers. And the second one he said was seem, seemed to imply that oh our, emu- our emulation solution will be good. So there's there's two things there. So I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So right, so what do you think? What do you think about the the package? Uh, it's a rebranding. It's it's a repackaging. That's the thing. There's not much really to say. I guess you know. You, you don't think it's a competitor for Game Pass? Clearly, not, not really. For me, I don't see it that way. Like I said, I see it as just a repackaging to get away from a negative brand, as well as a way to leverage PS Plus to get any, you know, any stragglers. If I can say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you know, I mean, there's not much to really say about it. A lot of the, probably the more illuminating thing was when Jim Ryan was asked, "Hey, are you going to put your games day one?" Then he said, uh, "No, it won't work." But things up. But the landscape is ever changing. That's probably the most illuminating thing. Thing him saying the landscape is ever changing. I think that two, three years from now they will. One of their games day one on that platform. No, I think some games will come day one, but not like all of them. Like, yeah. It won't be a promise like, oh, definitely a uh, Starfield day one. Maybe they'll just say, oh, here's this multiplayer game, you play day one or something like that. Last of Us is multiplayer patch thing. Yeah, something like that. They will just give everyone that game. That 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 seems like a like a a big win in my opinion. I get even people who never got to play Last of Us Part 2 to maybe not play the single player, but play the multiplayer component of that, something like that. Yeah, but you know, knows, um, Naughty, Naughty Dog's brand is pretty strong, so who knows what the, the thing is, it's actually really strange because right now games as a service is more competitive than ever and it really feels like you can't sell a games as a service package these days like you can't sell your gas at 60 bucks and then have it be a gas it's yeah and what was that uh, is it extraction it was extraction right god <laughs> no like like if you have a single player component attached yes you can do that but like something in last of us multiplayer no you can't because it's exclusively multiplayer i don't think you can do that anymore with these sorts of stuff unless you have a significant add-on to the package like a beefy single player so maybe if they package it with the last of us remake then yeah maybe then they could sell it but as if it's going to be standalone it would be pretty much perfect for this type of service yeah i mean i think it is a competitor i think it's a bad competitor but it's a competitor uh I think that they'll be testing the waters with this just to see how it goes. Like I said, maybe put that Last of Us multiplayer thing there, see how that goes. I'm sure the numbers will 
shock them and then they'll be like oh wow maybe we should keep doing this and that automatically changes if it works it changes how they look at their business model now now they also have to be like oh crap we need like four first party five first party games every year now they also start like hunting studios or getting deals for like first party things which sony already does like they already do that um with like death stranding and yeah, but look, don't you think you kind of devalue what your point when you often say that these guys are trying to be like boutique? Boutique, yeah, yeah. Now, if I, I think that when they do try and this works out, they'll be like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't spend five years making one super polished 30 hour single player game when we can just make a, you know, fine. But I, I don't want those game. games to go away. I don't think all of them will go. I think maybe we can have like three, two studios tops doing that. I think. It's weird because again, like Sony have already said that their preference is not subscriptions, but instead is gas. They said they want to make lots of gas now, which for oh, me, okay. which for me has made me very disillusioned about the the, the company as a whole something i don't really talk about but i'm very disillusioned about the company after hearing that sort of thing but like i don't think I mean, it makes sense it's what ubisoft have been going after the assassin's creed right now is basically just the games as a service to be honest and the next assassin's creed is going to be very gas but like when the examples of sony doing gas are gran turismo 7 which was egregious then <laughs> how, how am i supposed to look forward to the gas future yeah i mean i mean what's coming up like what what do we know that's coming up from them um, apart from good of war because that's that's jade, just the jade raymond's game is going to be gas yeah but when was the last time she published a game <laughs> no but it's going to be gas like, yeah they, they've will. got a game being made by former cod devs that's deviations games their game is yeah. going to be gas uh Supposedly, Guerrilla Games have got a gas in the works. Last of Us multiplayer is going to be gas. Hmm. Is Ben still with Sony? So Ben's game has already been said to be open world, not gas. Okay. So it's Days Gone too. Ah, uh, well, they said it's not Days Gone, but they said it's a new open world IP. And then Ghost of Tsushima 2 is also in the works. But like... Who did Tsushima again? Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Oh, wow. Sucker Punch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to assume... I still haven't played Tsushima. I need to play that game. Yeah, you should. I should get that game. I assume Housemark and Bluepoint will probably make single-player games, but like... A lot of the others are making gas. So like, that's... That's what they've said, that they're more into gas than subscriptions, which is like, yeah, so I, I shouldn't expect big things from this service, this PlayStation Plus rebranding. That's, that's unfortunate. I, is there a market for having that many games as a service games? I, oh, no, I because, because if you notice, 
all the gas are like kind of flopping. Even freaking Halo Infinite, most people would say that even though it had, even though it's got good gameplay, it's a terrible gas. So like, yeah, I mean, it's like not just about like, the gameplay now. It's true, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I was playing that every day. I'm not playing it every day. I'm playing it like once a week because, like, unfortunately, there is no new content. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Even and someone who's diehard like me plays it once a week. So <laughs> that that's the problem with uh, gas. Gas is not just about having a solid base. It's largely about your content pipeline. Just how much content you can pull, pump out. That's why, you know, we make fun of Fortnite, but like, they know what they're doing, man. They know exactly They've what they're doing. They've got a very polished pipeline to, pull, to push out content. Call of Duty struggled at first. Now they seem to have stabilized. Apex seems to be in a good place. Halo, like we've said, good game, but the community is current. The community current, currently hates 343 because <laughs> they haven't given them a good gas. Community has always hated 343, man. Yeah, but for like one month, for like one month, everyone liked 343. And like the review scores were good. But like now it's it's different. Things have changed. Having a gas is hard. And the fact that they called it infinite as well, like that's the big joke in the forum. Everyone's like, oh, infinite. (laughs) (laughs) Infinitely similar, more like. Uh, so, so it's yeah. tricky. Obviously, the goal with the gas is just to get one hit, and then you know you're sorted. But like, what happens if you don't get your hit, and then your studio gets shattered because you're Sony and not a trillion dollar company? What next? Yeah, it's, that's wild. It's, it's not a nice thing to think about. It's not. No. Ugh, that's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's the new PlayStation Plus slash Spartacus news. I'm, I'm wondering if people, if there's anyone out there excited for that, I'll be very curious to know if they think that it's a Game Pass competitor. I'm very curious to know that as well. Anyway, speaking of uh, exciting news, <laughs> we got official confirmation from the ESA that uh, E3 is not happening this year. And everyone was so happy about it. Not really. I saw a lot of snarky, yeah, rip, good thing, good riddance, it's finally, etc. I saw so much of that. I saw very little, um, the, like, I think, like, only the super old heads were, like, reminiscing about, like, you know, I didn't even, like, oh, I missed this about E3, I missed this about E3, etc. But most people were like, yeah, screw E3, man. So. Yeah, it works two ways. It works two ways. A lot of what I saw was, yes, there was a lot of good rhythms, but there was a lot of caution, like, like, oh, it's probably, like, even though the ESA is a horrendous organization, most of the hatred I saw was towards the ESA, not E3, it's the ESA for being incompetent, because apparently the devs actively left the ESA to go to, you know, other avenues because they're more competent so it was like oh yeah the esa is terrible but it is probably a net negative as a whole so which is which is you know that's probably where the truth is 
and yeah the ESA sucked and a lot of the I saw a lot of oh I hated that developers would have to crunch oh I hated that the ESA doxed us oh I hated that the that we'd get so many fake trailers blah 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 and then you everyone would just say oh but but you know but there were good times and so on and so forth. so I don't know I I don't like the ESA I feel like I mean, there's no place they're, they're not great um, there were obviously a lot of bad things that were happening like things were not being run well Ethereum was in the pits the last E3 was not that good you know um, but the one thing that I I would definitely miss, and I and I was in the the space with uh, like Jeff Kitty, he held he held a space I think three or four days ago, explaining like just kind of talking about E3 and like the future plans for the summer games fest and stuff. And one thing that he iterated on, which I'm glad he did multiple times, was my biggest gripe with the summer game fest of it being this five month long thing or whatever i'm exaggerating obviously um but, but like just it being lasting so long and like each day wanting to have their own day or week and spreading it out what i liked about ethereum was that concentrated just avalanche of just like super concentrated news for just three days and then it spills over into like the remaining four or five days. That week is just nothing but games. My timeline is nothing but games. You know, yeah, you open up the BBC and of the ten headlines, three are about video games. I love that. Summer Games Fest doesn't give you that. Even the Game Awards does not give you that. Uh, unless it's extremely concentrated in that way. And even the... Um, uh, something that I... I I saw a lot of journalists talk about is the finding like these hidden gems just you know um, physically you know like kind of a, a good example is the Witcher 1 at the back of the Bioware booth where people are like this this is weird game by these Polish guys there's four of them and they're just showing it on the thing I also remember on the giant bombcast uh, Vini talking about uh, seeing uh, uh, Carmack with the with the fucking um, headsets duct taped together and him explaining about how VR might be the future and like the thing was basically not working half the time but he was so excited because he tried it on and it was like wow this is like the, the best working VR thing ever and of course he was talking about Oculus he didn't even have like a proper code name at the time but like you know hearing stories like that you're like okay like some games can't give you that there's just no way that it will give you stuff like but that. But the digital E3 possible. doesn't give you that either. Exactly, exactly. Um, so... Like that's, what's what's, that's the, po- what's the point of E3 if it's not physical? Isn't that why we have no, GDC? See? No, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Um, I, I fully agree. I do think that having that, that physical style E3 is, is very important. And... Uh, I think they sh- I th- the big thing was always like, oh, we, uh, are we a consumer event? Are we a media event? Are we a trade show? And I think that the answer to that is very simple. It's a trade show and a media show, but you kind of spice it up with some consumer stuff later on. 
so you can make days one and two just trade and media and then tell the media people to go home like because i always hear them complain like oh it's so crowded oh that. like give them the first two days then go home then the next two or three other days if they even if the devs want to stay some of them can even go home if they want to make it open to the public like gamescom something like that so the first two days literally just press if it's just 10,000 or 5,000 press and trade people let them go in then after that get your 50 60 70,000 um, uh, consumers in their pack style gamescom style maybe you know just something like that I, I think that works out you can even swap out you can have the creative directors in the first two three days and like the main dev team and then after that Get those guys out and get the marketing guys in there. Get a bunch of interns in there to showcase the games to the consumers. Because consumers are not going to ask you dev questions. They just want to play games. So it's very possible to do that. I just think it wasn't handled really well. Which is true. It's true. They, this is when we go back to say, okay, the ESA is incompetent. And the word on the street is that part of the reason a lot of the devs weren't so enthusiastic but teaming up with the ESA is because of said incompetence. They tried, there was that other E3, but like last year's E3 was probably one of the worst. Like, even if you ignore the fact that it was digital, like content-wise, it feels like it was one of the worst ones. Yeah. Which is like, oh, if, if that was bad, then nobody wants to do it again so and now that we're in an age where direct to consumer marketing seems to be what people like you know you get trending on twitter super fast when you release a, a trailer you'll be the talk of the town for maybe a day or two if you've got a super attractive character maybe they'll become a fan art date or something but like that seems to work more than than the old, you know. The old model. Yeah, the old model. I think that works for, that's the thing again, like it, it does work for certain things, but it, it won't work for, I, I gave the example of say like an inside, right? Like inside got the big E3 like treatment. You, you, if inside shows on a state of play, only weirdos like Dennis are gonna give a shit about inside. I mean, look. Like everyone, everyone else is gonna be like, "Oh, they showed, I don't know, freaking Final Fantasy seventeen. Freaking seafood gets its spotlight. You know, stuff like that can happen. You've seen it's it. possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's it's possible. But it's tough. But it just, I think it's just, it's kind of cool to be like, we're just from showing Call of Duty, and the next game is is Hyperlight Drifter. And after Hyperlight Drifter. We're gonna show Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like the 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 spotlight is similar. It's like it the punch feels the same. You know, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get That's you. something that I feel will be missing. Some I think even I don't know. I, it, it's it it might hurt some smaller devs in that uh, sense, but. Uh, I don't know what like are you okay with the future of it like summer games fest uh the game awards which are basically an avenue for advertising as well like um is that something which 
you feel is just going to be like state of plays where everyone is just gonna like just do their own thing. I mean, look, Nintendo directs from my from what I want generally because I'm terminally online, I will always get a taste of everything, no matter what. So I don't particularly need a big show, but I don't know. Like obviously Summer Games Fest being stretched over so long is something I'm indifferent to. Like like excuse me, it being a two month long whatever is just like like I said, it's a whatever, but I think really the just like what I need is the quarterly Nintendo Directs uh, biannual showcase from the other two big publishers and I just need those if with some form of regularity my issue was always that you know it's all around the same time time frame like in june or whatever i I never really liked that bit but i think like let's say in may you get ubisoft connect or whatever the heck they call it in june you get ea play in july you get a microsoft uh, conference or something in August, you get this. In September, you get your September Nintendo Direct. Part, that's actually part of what I like about Nintendo because of that regularity. You know that September and then March slash Jan, March slash February, you always get a Direct there. Mm. I guess you. I guess you. I guess it's just a, a difference in tasting. I like to be slapped in the face with, with that information. Just dazed by it. I don't want to be drip-fed. <laughs> I don't mind just getting one thing once a year and I, I, I don't mind that That's because it's, it's just like, you know, it's like going out and getting complete blackout and then <laughs> not drinking yeah, but for then, 10 months. But then you've got that problem of you've got quiet months, you've got months like now, freaking April, nothing is happening. This is when you do it, you catch up on your backlog, baby. <laughs> this is backlog, backlog period. Black, a backlog, a backlog is a backlog is a concept created, created <laughs> by man. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. But no, I, I get you. I get you. I get you. Um, I and and I think that most of the consumers are just more used to this new format. I, I guess I'm just kind of, in, uh, I, I dislike the change. And it bothers me, but I'll have to move on because uh, I don't. Even if E3 or some Summer Games Fest has a physical thing, I don't think even they will be like, "Oh, it's just three days straight." I don't think it's ever gonna happen again. Lots of stuff can happen online. Um, I don't know if there are any brick and mortar stores that are like, "I need to go through the physical thing to see that I can buy, I don't know, two million copies of Call of Duty." Like, uh, so this can all happen. Now it's not that necessary to do trade shows. Yeah, time video games. Time has changed. Elden Ring, I think, has sold like sixty percent or something of its units digitally. So, like, <laughs> you know, like times really are changing. Um, 
which is good, I think. It's good that uh, we're shifting slowly. Let's just hope that we can preserve <laughs> the games better. Yeah, times have changed. Uh, yeah. What, what, what do they tell you, old people? <laughs> what's, what's the phrase? I have no idea what phrase you're talking about because I, my friend, am a youngin. <laughs> yeah, okay, boomer. You know that phrase? <laughs> that, that's, what the, that's what the kids say to people like you. Times have changed. Elden Ring's marketing has almost entirely been done through digital marketing and it has you see a game like Elden Ring if it was tied to E3's marketing cycle does not succeed the way it does but because of being tied to insider culture it had a it had a leak which insiders were talking about it had a random trailer drop it had a gamescom it was a part of like a gamescom digital show then game awards and you know it's a perfect example of this is this is how stuff is marketed these days yeah no i agree i agree um, it's it's the future it's, it's it's how it be yeah i guess we can close off by talking about what you've been playing i know you've been playing you you played and beat tunic which i had only played for like an hour um tunic is wonderful let me explain what tunic oh you well, you've played tunic so fine yeah, Just yeah, yeah. Listen to this. Tunic's gimmick is that one, it's a Zelda-like, okay? Which is fine. There's lots of Zelda-like games. But the trick with Tunic is that it isn't in English. And by English, I mean it's also not in whatever native language. It is in a made-up language. The text, dialogue, everything you read is in a made-up language. And to understand whatever the game is telling you, you have to basically read an instruction booklet, which has some pieces of English in it. And the instruction booklet is split up into pages which are spread all over the world. So you explore the world, pick up pages of the instruction booklet, and you learn how to play the game. Even with stuff which was there the whole time, but you just learn through the instruction booklet. The instruction booklet has your map, it has your controls, it has how to, for example, level up. It has tips on where to go. It's all that sort of stuff. But... You can level up in that game? Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't know that unless you got the correct page in the instruction booklet. Huh, okay. So, you know, that that's an example of... I like how you're skipping the fact that it's a Souls-like. I said it's a Zelda-like. It's a Souls game. No, 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 it's, it's... It has a stamina meter, it has a freaking bonfire, it has... It has a checkpoint, it's not called a bonfire. Whatever, it's got... It's a Souls game. That's a, that's a generous reading of the situation. Okay, tell me how it's not a Souls game. No, tell me how it's not a Zelda-like. It, it looks like Zelda. It sort of plays like Zelda, but it's not a link to the past. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that. You get you get powers, like, in a Zelda game. Like, in, in Souls games, you don't get, like, oh, 
now I've got a grappling hook and now I can go to past areas with a grappling hook and explore. No, you don't do that in Souls. But in Tunic you do that. Okay, I guess it's a it's a combination of both. <laughs> More Zelda than his Souls. And when you die, you lose your gold or whatever, and then you can go back to the place and get that gold back. You lose only 20 coins. Souls games, you lose all of it. You only lose like 20. It's barely anything. I mean, it's good. I liked what I played of it. Um, I just had played it. I, I felt duped because I had played it. I was like, I want to take a break from Elden Ring. I want to take a break from the Souls game so I can play a nice, you know, chill game. And it turned out to be not so chill. So um, <laughs> that's that's the only reason why I, I kind of paused on it. But it's it looks very good. It plays really well. Um, the hour I played, I thought the music was just fine. You said you think the music is like super good. Maybe I just need to um, explore more. I guess I don't know. Play more of it. Yeah, mu- music's got great vibe. It's very, you know, it's it's the it's kind of like it's the good type of indie game music, so that 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 says enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It's like super highly rated as well. Um, if things go well and more games get delayed, it's definitely going to be in the game of the year talks. I think, um, based on what I've seen from journalists and stuff, like there are people who are like this game's rad. This game's rad. So. Yeah, it's it's that good. It's very very good. I I recommend it to most people. I think you should try out the game. How how long did it take you to beat it? Uh, a day, but you know that's with my type of playing, which is you know <laughs> so not, 24 hours. not healthy. <laughs> so it took you twenty four hours to beat it. No, I take breaks and sleep, but like it's it's roughly eight to twelve, I think. Okay, that's not too bad, and you're really good. So like it's probably like twenty hours. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's 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 good. I'm still tracking along in Elden Ring. Uh, most of my mutuals who started the game before me have surpassed me, and I'm like, damn, do I suck that much? But but we keep moving. I got stuck because I don't have a quest log. Uh, but that's fine. We'll find a way to keep moving um, it is what it is hey man you were, you were told to go to the mountains which you can do it's just that the mountains are hard the mountains are hard oh and i also tried um the legendary edition of mass effect looks super good that game is too big 100 gb what the hell anyway um yeah it looks super good i did not know a weird thing because i always have my controller plugged in so like when i was using the mouse to click on the stuff in the UI, nothing was working. I was like, what the fuck is anything working? Like, oh, it's, it's hard defaulted to the controller. And I understand because that was the biggest complaint with Mass Effect fans for Mass Effect on PC. None of them worked with the controller. None of them. Two, one, two, three, none of them worked with the controller at all. So that was the biggest thing. It's like, oh, give us controller support, give us controller support. So I guess they like just super went all in. Like if the controller's plugged in, just shut down the keyboard. It's like, okay, guys, like relax. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's still a good game. I highly recommend. Um, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Um, yes, that's that's pretty much it for the week. 
Yeah, what are, what are you looking forward to? What are you playing currently since you beat Tunic? I'm waffling between games. I don't know what I want to play, but I'm thinking I'll play Chrono Cross. The game which I have started, I think, maybe three, four, or five times. But now this time, I'm going to try for real. Chrono Cross is PS... I know it on GameCube, right? No, it's PS1. PS1. I swear I saw Chrono Cross on GameCube. No, it was a PS1 game. And then now it's getting a remaster. Which Chrono game was on? Did I make that up in my own head? Yeah, probably thinking of Xenosaga. And Xenosaga was a PS2 game. Jeez. Okay. Okay, okay, yeah, you're right. Damn, what game was on PS2? What game was on GameCube? Anyway, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. You're obviously streaming that using PS now. <laughs> How I procured a copy of Chrono Cross does not need to be discussed. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>